there was a meeting where the wealth manager was there, the parents were there, the son and his wife were there, the accountant, the attorney were there. We were a That's team. Good. That's and good. we this is what Apex dreams yeah. all of our clients will do, and very few of them do it. But they had a team thinking about the future acquisition. And we have a guest today. And our microphones are working. There's a lot of good things going on here at Apex <laughs> Business Advisors, including a returning guest that had a very unique closing and uh, mm -hmm. transaction that yeah. I'll let you introduce. Can I introduce? You. Absolutely. Awesome. So we have, like you say, a returning guest here today, Miss Va Mrs. Miss Valerie Doctor. Doctor. I'm sorry, Doctor. Valerie Vaughn, premier business broker of the nation. Award-winning. Uh, Award-winning. Also yes. an award-winning an award business broker oh. on an award-winning podcast. Right. With award-winning hosts and co-hosts. <laughs> Have you gotten your, so has your plaque I, come in yet? I gave my plaque to you, so. But anyway. That's why That's why the name Doug was like X'd out in Sharpie and just right. like crayon written Andy. Right. I, I thought it was yeah. one of those. It looks nice, well, though. It does. Well, we're so. not we're not here to talk about me, uh, although we should. You are be. fascinating, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Valerie, we wanted Valerie to come in and talk because we do have. You know, it's an interesting situation. Valerie closed a deal recently that has some some really interesting history to it, to the process. And when we talk about planning to sell. This is one of those cases that worked out great. So we wanted Valerie to come in and talk about that. So um, I know Valerie worked with these folks for quite a while. So I'm just going to let Valerie kind of get in. And how did this start, Valerie? Well, I was introduced to my clients by a wealth manager who works with business owners to help them think about their whole wealth situation. A lot of wealth managers just plug a number in on the business. Mm -hmm. She really looks at everything. How she, long ago was that? That was in 2016, so almost seven years. They were officing out of their home. They had a business that had more than 10 years of, of establishment and success, but they were still officing from their home, and they didn't really understand what a buyer would value if someone was to acquire their business. The reason they came to me is because they had two children. One worked in the business, one did not, and they wanted to sell their business in the future to their son who worked in the business. They did not want to give it to the son because their goal in in selling to the son was to maintain family relationships and they didn't want there to be any animosity at any point that oh you gave my brother the business while the goal was to sell to their son and have the business ready to sell to the son successfully they also wanted to have a backup plan because they wanted to be able to sell to a third party if for some reason the son should change their mind that they didn't want to acquire the business. Was the son aware that they were looking to sell the business and that they wanted to sell to him as plan A? That's a really good question. Yes, the son was aware. 
and he was not involved in any of our discussions for the first few years but midway through he and his wife did become involved in discussions so when when these folks came to you they were prepping their business for sale do you know if there's anything on the sun side yes and that's where several of the meetings from say 2019 to closing in 2023 that's what they centered around their son i think is the youngest buyer i've ever worked with he was 34 at the time of acquisition of a business that was a couple million dollars in value and to acquire a business like that he needed at least two hundred thousand dollars well two hundred thousand dollars for anyone let alone someone who's 34 with three young children and a wife who's a stay-at-home mom because they have three young children Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money so they did as a family work together to have the son prepared to acquire the business from a financial perspective as well as a grooming with respect to leadership and being able to step into his father's shoes had the son worked in the business yes the son was a key salesperson in the business knew the business from sales perspective and moving from sales to satisfied customer very well but he didn't necessarily understand all of the back-end stuff that a business owner handles for their employees. All the operations yeah. aspects of it, management. Top-level financial concerns. Yeah. And how many hours a day were they working? Yeah, I, I looked at my notes from that meeting and was surprised. They had told me at that time they were each working 15 hours plus a per day. Per day. Per day. Yeah. And by the time that we closed the transaction, and I know a week or two before, I asked them if they were ready for the transition, and they they told me, well, we've been backing off from this business for quite a while, so it really won't be that different. Do you remember some of the key things that they did to move from 15 hours a day? So I have several success stories along this line where all I do is I meet with a business owner or business owners, talk to them about what's going on in their business, and what buyers value. With most instances that are these success stories, I'll give them an opinion of value, what their business would sell for on the market if it were to sell at that point in time. And then we separate and we get together maybe once a year or so. And I don't do anything. I'm not coaching them every day. I may be updating the opinion of value, talking to them about what's new, what have you implemented. and mysteriously the value of the business grows a lot and i think that the the true point of that story is that business owners often overvalue their business they 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 started it it's their baby it's got to be worth millions of dollars and when they find out what a neutral third party would think it's worth they're sometimes surprised but by knowing what it's worth and what levers they can pull what they can put in place, what they can change to make it more valuable. Most of them that I've worked with have done those things and through knowing what a buyer is going to find valuable, like the owner not having to work 15 hours a day, they improve the value of their business. In this particular instance, there are steps in between, but uh, the first time I gave them an opinion of value they doubled the value of their business in maybe the five years in between the first time they knew what it was worth. And I'm not talking like going from 
100,000 to 200,000. I'm talking a multi-million dollar mm -hmm. change. So yeah. did, did the uh, son start to take over some of the roles? Was that part of the plan? Was there, them delegating some of the, the leadership functions to the son? Well, that, that was a big challenge. And that part really didn't come until, I would say this last year. Mm -hmm. But um, part of the challenge was that the son was their key salesperson. And he was really good. Yeah. And he was making a lot of money because he was really good. Mm -hmm. And he had a commission component. So not only did that son need to move out of sales, who was going to keep selling while he was now in leadership, but he was used to making a really nice compensation. So the loan that he got to acquire his parents' business would not only consider the fact that their business was worth X, but that he was making Y, and he's not gonna take a change in, in salary just because to the negative just because he's a business owner. So he had to get financially prepared really well. And that's where the wealth manager came back into the story. She never left the story, actually. So the parents continued to meet with their wealth manager regularly, as we do with our wealth managers, financial advisors. And I would say probably halfway through this time that we worked together, there was a meeting where the wealth manager was there, the parents were there, the son and his wife were there. The accountant, the attorney were there. We were a That's team. Good. That's and good. we this is what Apex dreams yeah. all of our clients will do, and very few of them do it. But they had a team thinking about the future acquisition. And, and I remember the very first time we got together as a, as a team, there were things that the wealth manager, the accountant, the attorney, all of who had worked on small business transactions before, did not know that about things we think are simple, like SBA loans. I mean, they just didn't understand, like, you need at least 10% down, and this is the way it's going to work. And things we know, just because we deal with it every day, these other advisors who were used to working with small businesses as they transferred ownership didn't know. So it was really, and there were things they brought to the table that I didn't know. So it was really good that it was a team. We met as a team, I would say probably three or four years ago for the first time. Walked away, the wealth manager continued to work with the parents and the son and the wife to get everything together financially. The accountant kept the books straight, started to work with the son so that the son could understand the accounting and be ready to take over that aspect. Um, the attorney really didn't come back into play again until things were ready to go forward. This was treated in the end pretty much like our typical sale in that the son and his wife, the buyers, signed confidentiality agreements. They gave me a personal financial statements so that I knew what sort of um, money they had to invest. And they made a formal offer. And it was based on the opinion of value that I had given their parents the month before, based on the most current numbers, you know. They offered a little bit below what the market value was probably thinking there'd be some negotiation, and I was stunned when the parents didn't negotiate. <laughs> I think although they wanted to sell to their son, 
and have everything be equal between their two children, they were okay to give a little bit of a break to their son. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. I was thinking you were going to come back and say, no, we have the value. This is the value. We have a professional, and that's what we want. Well, I thought there'd be a little bit of back and forth, but there was none. Do you remember what positions they replaced to offload that? The 15 All hours, the work. the work they were doing, what did they... They added project managers. They added salespeople. They started working with a marketing company that was specific to their industry, started really building out the marketing aspect of their business. And that's how they grew the top line and then, you know, kept expenses in line so that they also grew profit. So as they get into the transaction, we've got an, we've got an offer. You were very disappointed there was no negotiation you were you were ready to go and then they just accepted and you're like are you sure (laughs) let's go counter 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 you were like uh you know this is this is kind of the fun part for me (laughs) like the uh like the back and forth maybe you know tell them we've got another buyer over here wait a minute andy don't get too carried away with it This is going to take a few weeks to get this settled, right? We, we got a lot of work to do. We're, we are so far apart on this number. How the transaction, we, we get into the transaction and everything, it sounds like it kind of took our typical transaction approach. It was fairly typical. Uh, you know, a lot of what Apex does for the buyers is we provide them with resources that they might need to get their deal done. We introduce them to lenders, accountants if they need them, attorneys if they need them. The son needed to know lenders that would be interested in doing the deal, who were SBA guaranteed lenders, preferred lenders, and I introduced him to a couple. He chose one. I think that the, the son didn't necessarily move quickly on the original set of paperwork that the lender required. So there was some delay that frustrated the parents, but once this son started putting the paperwork together and moving forward, it went very well. In fact, the lender, Eric, his assistant, she told me afterwards, oh, I loved working with that buyer. So, you know, I've never heard that from mm-hmm. a lender that they love working with a buyer so much. He was just very good at getting everything done he needed to get done, which I thought was a great sign for his ability to handle the paperwork side of the business, which you know, you're always a little concerned about can someone who's used to being a stellar salesperson really? Can they run a business? Yeah, can they run yeah, a business? Can they, sure. can they do the admin side? So the one, there were a couple of things that had to happen outside of financial and getting the loan. This was related to construction, so the son had to get a general contractor's license. So he had to go through coursework and take the exam get his license and that was just a process that I think made his parents nervous he wasn't jumping on it as fast as they thought but he was he had it totally under control and see one of the things that I, I wanted to dive into was that family dynamic and the your role yeah there were times where um, there were small surprises like the parents had to go and deposit a large amount of money like fifty thousand dollars in their son's account <laughs> over the next day so that it would be where the bank needed it to be within a certain time frame to close on the, the right date. Now, did the son later give the parents $50,000 back? I think so. But with lenders, you have to do things in certain time frames and, or, or lenders and the SBA get nervous. Yeah. Was so it one it, of those things where they needed the money for the clean 
the clean months they needed money right for the clean months mm-hmm. and so you know then i had to have the tense conversation and figure out how to position it with the parents so that they didn't think their son was a slacker and you know not ready to buy the business there were there were some tense times yeah I think it's good to have an intermediary in a family situation like that. It's a perfect, this is a perfect example. Did you ever meet the siblings? I never conversations met the other, there was that? just one, one other sibling and I never, I never met the other sibling or heard anything about that. We should bring them in here and get their perspective. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's a great one. Let's get the other view. Well, and keep uh, in mind that I was a backup position all yeah. along. If the seller's son wasn't in a financial position or changed yeah, his mind. I, I they wanted to have a, a they wanted like, to have a backup position. Well, and I kept saying, you know, if you don't sell to your son, the value of your business is probably going to go down tremendously because will he work for another? Right, owner? that's going to be a big question and for you're, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So how would the son feel in this? It kind of change the dynamic changes. Oh yeah. Potentially the value changes. The, the ability to market that business changes. Yeah, it seemed like you had more of an idea of the son's capabilities and motivations because of your third-party relationship than the parents who perhaps remember him as a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get any sense throughout this process that it might not go through with the son? No. No. He was committed. He was, he was committed the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. Every time we've had a client who, have, who has worked with us to plan ahead, it's always been successful. They've made more money. The buyer's happy and successful, too. I mean, it's turned into a much more successful business. I did not coach them daily, weekly, monthly. We'd reconvene maybe, maybe twice a year for a conversation, maybe once a year for an update to the opinion of value. I just let them know the value of their business and how external buyers would perceive yeah. it. I think that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. is what's the market say about your business now? What's the marketability? And if you're work if each of you are working 15 hours a day, we need to talk about this. Then so that goes into a lot of the structural changes within the business and mm-hmm. what they need to do. Obviously, that improved. I mean, somebody's working 15 hours a day, they're not you know they're not going to be that productive in getting the business moving forward. As much as they could, if they yeah, outsource, it, it if, just, they, if they delegate, hire somebody, like you said, somebody who's going to run some operations or sales or marketing. It just goes back to the old adage of you're going to go where you're looking. You know, I think what was really remarkable about these sellers is two things. One is they planned ahead. And two is they listened to their advisors. They found advisors they trusted, and they listened and they allowed us to coach them like hey work on the infrastructure of your business a buyer doesn't want to work 15 hours a day I could have said that and they could have not listened Mm -hmm. they could have made no changes the wealth manager made suggestions as well they followed her advice and what I loved about it is during the years that we worked together we grew to trust one another so that when it came time to sell to their son, we worked well together, we trusted one another, and yeah, there might have been a tense time or two where maybe they were annoyed with me, but we got through it, and because I was annoyed with them a few times, because we trusted one another. And when you go to a business broker and you say, I want to sell my business tomorrow, 
you have absolutely no time to understand that business broker, whether you trust them to find you the best terms and price, or if they're just trying to get a commission. So I think it was very rewarding for everyone who worked on that transaction. I do have one final question. Um, I noticed the day of closing, there was a photographer roaming around my office. Oh yeah. Not my office, the office, uh-huh. you know, nearing my domain. I want to know why I was not asked to be in any photos. Probably because they wanted the photos to be good. (laughs) (laughs) He was walking around looking for photogenic. Is this because (laughs) of your throwing shade at me for not going to the gents place and (laughs) getting my hair cut and uh, scalp massage there? Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Valerie, thank you for joining us and sharing your experience with, uh, with this company. 